0: Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today we're going to talk about how do you evaluate your year? 2022 is almost up, and I want to know how do you evaluate your year? I'm going to offer you seven questions to consider as you evaluate 2022 and start to set yourself up for 2023. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. We are winding down 2022. It is amazing to me how fast this year has gone. I feel like it's, I literally feel like it was just January 1st. Uh, my family, we were on vacation last year for January 1st, and my wife and I got separated and actually missed the transition from 2021 to 2022, uh, celebrating it together because we couldn't find each other where we were for a few minutes, probably about one oh five we found each other, or 1.10, uh, or 12, 12.05 or 12.10, excuse me. But as, as you know, I, I look back and I'm like, wow, this year has just flown by, it's gone so fast. And, and I think as I get older, that happens more and more often. Each year feels like it goes by faster. One thing that seems to be constant for me is I meet a lot of people who around this time of year start, you know, being a little bit more self-reflective. They tend to be a little bit more uh, in, in the evaluation process of like, hey, how did the year go? How did I use my time? What am I going to do next year? And often that doesn't go anywhere. All right, that you know, we we all know about New Year's resolutions, and I've done episodes on this in the past. I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions. I love goals. I love words of the year. I love themes. uh, I love having objectives, and and I'm not for resolutions because they just don't typically work. They don't typically create actual movement or change for people that they need. But I do love this time of year because it allows me to ask one of my favorite questions. How do you know if you've made a good decision is the base of the question. But an even better question is how do you know how well you spent this year. Uh, I use the value of money to illustrate things a lot because money everybody kind of understands money. And I talk about friendships and there are friendships that are super valuable to us and, and we place a high value on and they are incredibly enriching to our lives. And those are the big bills And then there are friendships that, like you know, they're more transient. They're the they're the quarters and the dollar bills, and certainly we want to protect those too. But there is that space. There's also that idea for for years and time. You don't you'll never get today back. I am more and more cognizant of this Uh, as I age. I talked a few weeks ago uh, in an episode with my wife. We talked about getting canceled. I do think part of that was my age. And the fact that I have older kids and and that might, that might be completely wrong, but certainly ageism exists. And how you spend your time. I am closer to death. Well, there's no doubt. I'm closer to death than I am to my birth. Uh, It is, it is highly, if I were to double my age. Yeah. There's just no way I'm going to live another twice the amount of time that I've been alive so far. And, and so, You start to value and evaluate how do you spend your time. And we've talked about this a little bit in the past. How do you know if you've made a good decision? Because what happens is a lot of times people decide if they've made a good decision based on how people respond to their decision. And to be certain, that should factor into our decision-making evaluation at some level, but it shouldn't be the beginning and the end. How do you know if you spent a good year or not? How do you know if you spent your time? So I've got some criteria for you that I want you to consider. And you may come up with your own criteria for this. Certainly, this is not an exhaustive list, and end-all list, but there are some things to consider. And the very first one is, what did you spend your time doing this year that mattered more than you? How much of your time did you spend this year doing things that matter more than just your likes or your needs? In other words... Did you do things for a greater cause? I think this is one of the best questions that any man can ask himself, any woman can ask herself, for that matter, any child could ask themselves, did you spend time this year doing something that is more important than what just meets your needs or meets your desires? If we are to truly find meaning, we're going to have to do things that are about more than us. If your life is to be truly meaningful, it has to be about more than just you. And so one of the best ways that I know to evaluate a year is to ask myself, how much did I engage in things that were bigger than me? And this might be, you know, you don't have to be out front. There are certainly people who they engage in things that are bigger than them and they do it from the, uh, fr- from the, from the back, so to speak. They do it in a support role. You know, I'm thinking of people, I know people who spend significant amount of time every year making food and lunches for people that are that are under-resourced and and that is a way that they engage in things that are bigger than themselves I have been on this show many many times I have talked about uh, one of the things that I'm very passionate about which is Compassion International Uh, we are a part of that as a family we just made some significant uh, uh, moves to end the year financially, and, and one of the things that we have committed to is every time we do something like that, we add a child that we're going to support from compassion. Uh, my one daughter supports two kids. My second daughter supports a child. Uh, my third daughter, not yet, but who knows? We'll see. That's not something that I make them do. It's not something that I force them to do. They do it of their own free will. But I do talk to them a lot about this principle of if your life is going to have meaning, It must be involved. You must be involved in things that are bigger than you. And you have to do that regularly. So a year transition is a great time to sit back and look at that. So that's my first question to you. How much time did you spend doing something that was bigger than you? My second question that I ask myself and I'd encourage you to ask yourself is how did I do on my goals? And we've talked about my goals a little bit here in the past. Uh, I have some some wide ranging goals. One that I'm going to hit is journal entries for the year. One that's going to be really close is my workout total for the year. And one that just got obliterated, I didn't even get close to doing it, it was a goal to write eight essays uh, for, for the year. You know, one every couple months would be six, and I figured I could get another. I didn't write a single essay. Like, one of the things that I've, I've realized as I read and study history is that a lot of people who were influential in the world, which is something that I want to be, in, I at least want to be influential in my world, I don't know about the whole world. But but one of the things that people did who were influential was that they would write essays and put them out for people to read and then interact with them. And this expressed ideas. And so I had these ideas. In fact, I even made a list of topics that I could write on. And then I was going to invite a small group of people to read them. And we were going to interact over them. And I didn't write a single one. And I don't know if I'll do that for next year or not. But one of the things that I do every year around this time, starting the first week of December, and I'll roll it into about the second week of January, is I start to evaluate the last year and I set myself up for the future. The next year, by one of the questions that I ask is, how did I do on my goals that I set for the year that I'm in? And, you know, one of the things that is difficult can be difficult for people is when they set goals, if they don't make them, they look at that like a failure. I tend to not look at it as a failure because one of the things that I intentionally do is I want to set goals that are a bit of a stretch for me. There are easy goals that I pick, but then there are a lot of the goals that I that I actually write down and formalize. I know they're going to be a stretch and I may or may not actually achieve them. But again, if I don't set a goal, how do I know if I've achieved what I'm looking for? So the second question that I want you to ask yourself is, how'd you do with your goals this year? How did it go? I'd love to hear from you on how it went. And the ones that you made, tell me why you made them. The ones that you didn't make, tell me tell me what happened. Tell me what you think happened. And and so as we dig into, hey, how do we evaluate this year? How did your goals go? That's one of the questions that we need to ask. The third question I like to ask myself is, did I regularly engage in hard things? Now, this sounds a little bit like, number one, did I do things that were bigger than myself? Did I do things that were meaningful? And it is. They're certainly tied together. But how often when I had the choice to engage in something hard or avoid it, did I choose to engage in it or did I avoid it? Did I engage in the hard work of building relationships with my daughters, with my son, with my wife? Did I engage in hard things? Maybe I tried to pick up a new skill. This past year, my wife and I decided to take up golf, and I had not played at all for seriousness. In my adult life, I probably played twice, if you can call it that, uh, in, in my life. And so we took it up, and that was a hard thing. We got lessons. We went out regularly. I went to the driving range. I did things to keep you know, trying to hone that skill. Do you engage in hard things? And if not, why not? But if you don't, well, that's another day. If you do, how regularly did you engage in hard things for the year? And is that a pace that I want to keep for next year? Do I want to up it a little bit? Do I want to dial it back? Because our lives don't happen in a vacuum. Our lives don't happen uh, in, in just this one event that we're going through. Our lives happen in uh conjunction and context of the real world. So some years I might have more energy, more resources to do more hard things. And in other years I might not have the energy and the resources to do as many hard things. So that's something I want to consider. Next year, do I do I want to try to keep this pace? Is there a different pace? What do I want that to look like? But for the evaluation process of this year, it's a really simple question. Did I regularly engage in hard things? Because if I'm not regularly engaging in hard things, how do I grow? That's my question for me, at least. The next question that I have is, did I risk? Did I do things that involve risk? So anytime we want to change, and by the way, all growth is change. All change is loss and all loss should be grieved. Did I engage in risk? Because if we want to grow, we have to answer three questions. What do I want? What am I willing to pay? What am I willing to risk? And if that's a question that we have to ask for growth, then I need to ask myself, did I engage in risky things this past year? Did I make risk? Did I take risk? Did I take an opportunity where I could fail or I could succeed and I didn't give up because I could fail or even maybe I thought I was going to fail, but rather I pushed forward and tried to make whatever the change was that I was looking for, whatever the thing was that I was trying to run down. Did I accomplish those things? That is a question that you have to ask yourself regularly. And certainly yearly, it's a wonderful time to ask yourself, did I risk appropriately? And this leads more or less uh, naturally to the next question, which is what drove me this year? What was my motivation in many situations and yeah these are deeper reflection questions and there are sometimes I've had some some people write in they're like hey look I'm a stay-at-home mom I don't really care to do anything other than raise my kids that's okay like that's a great goal it'll have to change when your kids are raised but that that's a fine goal good for you I still want to know what drove you what what were the things that motivated you and this is really important because often we will struggle to to really facilitate change and growth in our life. And again, all growth is change, but we will struggle to facilitate growth in our life if we're not willing to look at what's motivating us to do what we're doing. Because everything we do either gets us something or helps us avoid something. And so as we lean into that distress, as as we burrow forward into life, as we deal with all the things that life has to throw at us, one of the questions we need to consistently ask ourselves is what is it that's motivating me? What is motivating me to do what it is that I'm doing? How does that look if, if, if I were to pull that motivation out of me and write it down on paper? What does that look like? What's driving you? What drove you this past year? One of the things that's going kind of has been very interesting to me is it doesn't look like I'm going to read uh, close to the same number of books that I read most years. Uh, I'm going to be, I don't know, probably about 10, 10 to 12 books short. And I'm not sure why. Because... I didn't really, uh, I don't feel like I, I stepped back from reading at all this year. And one of the things that I do know is some of, the, some of the reason that I've read less is other things have motivated me and used my time where I would normally read, right? there was There's usually some time frames where I'm able to chunk out a lot of books quickly, and I didn't have that. I didn't utilize that time that way this year. I almost said I didn't have that time. I had the time. I just used it differently. And so... One of the questions, one of the best questions we can ask ourselves is, what drove me? What were my motivations? And then couple of that with, what had my affections? And that's kind of an old school word, old English word. I love words. But what had my affections? The easiest way to figure out what had your affections is figure out what you spent the most time doing, right? What was it that you were storing up as treasures, what was it that you were showering love on? So again, and I've used this illustration many times in my life or on this show and certainly in my life, you would know that hunting has some level of my affection because it gets a chunk of my time. My family gets large chunks of my time. In fact, to the extent where people have asked me, hey, I got recruited just recently uh, to potentially coach at, at a local high school and I turned them down and would have been like a assistant varsity head JV coach job. And I turn them down because I'm not sure how I make time for the things that I want to have my affection if I give my time and therefore my affection to coaching soccer. And here's the thing: if you're a soccer coach or a football coach or a basketball coach or any coach, awesome! Like I really, truly, I want you to know, I, I applaud people who are willing to put it out there on the line to try to to mentor other people. I applaud people who put it out there. A lot of a lot of coaches don't get paid at all. And even the ones who do get paid, most of them are not getting paid anywhere near uh, something that is commensurate with with the amount of time that they're putting in. But for me, if I'm going to make a priority of my affections, coaching can't be in it. So when I look back over 2022, what are the things that had my affection? I can write down things that, quite frankly, I, I find great satisfaction in. Because 2022 went pretty well for me. 2021, there were some things that had my affection a little bit out of control. And so I had to kind of rein them back in so that I could make it look right uh, to me. Make it look right, not to other people, but make it look right. And by look right, so that I can make it match the values and, and uh Man, what is the word I'm looking for there? The values that I want, that integrated process that I talk about in my book, and I've talked about here in the past, of making my actions be integral to my, my values and belief system are integral to my actions so that they all line up. So I get the consequences that I want, right? Because the real question about what, what had my affections is what we're asking ourselves: is what is out there that I'm aiming for, uh, this weekend, my, my wife and my daughter and I were going on a trip to a nearby city. Uh, and and it's, I don't know, three hour drive, three and a half hour drive, but we have to know where we're going. The last time we went, we actually got a hotel not in the area where we were going. And and it was fine. It all worked out. It added, in, I don't know, about 35 minutes to the trip. But but it was fine. But again, it, it's a little bit, it's a not a perfect analogy, but it's a little bit like that for our lives. Where are you going? What are the things that, that are in the area that you're aiming for? And what does that look like? So I started out in 2022 to write a manuscript. It's not done, and it's not going to be done by January 1 of 2023. But the overall... Uh, The overall context there is that I want to have the book published at the very latest by February of 2024, ideally sometime in the fall of 2023. I'm still on target to get that done. I can still do that. And so you start asking, yourself, well, what had my affections? That's a fancy way of saying, or maybe an old school way of saying, what was it that you gave your time and energy to and your love to? Because that is not an infinite resource. It is a finite resource. Because you can only show love by being present. And you only get so much time to be present. And so what is it that has your affections? And then one of the things that I do is I give myself an overall grade for the year. How did the year go? On a a grade scale of A to F, I still believe that Fs exist. On an A to F uh, grade scale, how would I give the year? I might even spend some time highlighting, here are some memorable moments from the year. Now, I journal, so that makes it way easier for me. I go through and I read the journal Probably here in about two weeks. I'll start reading, rereading this year's journal. I'll skim it, and I'll, I'll read different posts. What went well? What didn't go well? What needs to start in 2023? What needs to stop in 2023? And and from that, I'll formulate a grade for the year. You know, A, B, C, D, F. What was it? And then, what am I aiming for to do? What am I aiming for to do? What am I aiming at to accomplish in 2023? in order, maybe if it's a great, like if I feel like, oh, you know what? 2022 was an A plus. Okay. What am I going to do in 2023 to continue that? Or let's say I'm like, eh, you know, it was an okay year. It was a C. Okay. What am I going to do in 2023 to make it a B? What could I do to make it an A? And here's the thing. This isn't for anybody else. This is literally just for you. It's just for you. So maybe if you didn't read a single book in 2022, your goal is to read two books next year. That's one in six months. That's literally five pages a day for the average book. And and you'll be good to go. You'll have time left over. Or maybe your goal is to walk 100 miles uh, at an exercise pace next year. I don't know. We're going to talk about goals in the near future, but maybe you didn't take very good health, care of your health this year, and so that's what you're looking for for next year. Or maybe... You want a new job because you don't like your job this year and it really brought down your your grade for the year. Whatever it is, what are you going to do next year? All right, those are seven questions. I actually, when I first thought about this, I realized that I actually kind of worked through somewhere around 25 questions for the year. Um, and, and I just didn't think that that would be a very good podcast episode. That would, I, I felt like that would probably be a little too luxury. So I tried to find the seven that I think are the most beneficial so here's these seven if you have others i'd love to hear them email me joe at martino.com, put podcast in the subject line because otherwise i might miss it to be honest with you and and i still might miss it because i do get a lot of emails i, I try i want you to know i really do I, I schedule time to go through my emails and look but sometimes they get missed they get moved into a folder uh like a junk folder and they shouldn't be or whatever but email me twitter me facebook me whatever works for you Uh, If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. We find meaning by engaging in things and giving it away to other people. That's one of the ways that scientifically we know we as humans find meaning. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.